Hey everyone, ready for another adventure? Staying on the shores of the Mediterranean Sea, in this episode, Shana joins us from Beirut, Lebanon, a city left devastated after a massive blast last year. While nearly everyone in the city was traumatized by it, Shana decided to work harder towards a professional music career. For the pop musician, signing with White Kid Records was a life changer. Join us to hear how this group of people altered their perception of music and what it's like to join forces with a label based overseas during a pandemic. Because right now, it's 8.30 somewhere. So, Shana, um, welcome to the podcast. Could you maybe tell us about like who you are? Sure. First of all, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, my name is Shana. I'm a singer and also an artist. And um, I'm 20 years old. I just finished university. And I live in Lebanon. I've al- always lived in Lebanon. Cool. And that probably leads me to the second question. Why did you pick up Lebanon and Beirut? Um, actually, it's just because I've been living in Lebanon my whole life and in Beirut specifically. I've never left Beirut, no matter what happened. Since I was little, I used to live in Beirut. After the explo- I, actually, before the explosion, I was in Beirut. After the explosion, in Beirut. It's just <laughs> that it's our comfort zone, I guess. Yeah. It's the place where there's everything. There's our family the work of my mom, my work, my university, um, dance courses. If I go to the mountains, I don't think there's any of these. (laughs) It's it's as simple as that, honestly. It's just that I feel home when I'm in Beirut, in Lebanon mostly. That's why I was saying I would never leave Lebanon. (laughs) Beautiful. Can you describe your music to the listeners who haven't heard your music? Sure. my music is, is about myself, my experiences, uh, how I feel, how I feel deeper into my emotions. So um, I think my music is something that I want to spread emotionally with, um, with love. And I want them to want to listen to my music for them to feel better, for them to feel something different. And lessons in life i'm going to talk about my experiences whether it's good or bad so i just want them to relate to the, to it in their own way to go deeper into their emotions deeper into themselves and also to accept others the way they are and just to learn and be patient and um of course i want them to dance i want them to dance like crazy when they listen to me <laughs> i want them like i'm saying to feel every emotions possible in their body <laughs> that's so good cool how are things like in Lebanon now? Um, good question. <laughs> things aren't going really well, yeah. honestly. Uh, we've had the economic crisis, I think you guys know. Yeah. But what happened later on was a revolution because of the economic crisis, because of so many other things. And what happened afterwards was the Beirut blast. The 4th of August Beirut blast, which was something completely, completely unexpected. It changed people's lives. People are living differently since then, thinking differently. The country has been, you know, working and working thanks to the people 
of the country. So it has been a very hard situation and a very hard, um, it has been hard times, honestly, because people don't have work. People have lost their loved ones, have lost their homes. And I'm actually talking about myself and my mom and my sister. We've, we, the Beirut blast happened in um, the port of Beirut and our houses was just exactly in front of the port of Beirut. Wow. Uh, thankfully, no one was home. That's a full other story, which is better not to get into it, but um, no more house. Building is completely destroyed. Um, so now I'm living somewhere else in Beirut as well. But I can tell you that I've lived it and my mom has lived this, this catastrophic moment my sister as well. So yeah, if we need to say how Lebanon is going, it's not going pretty well, but we're still keeping our head high. I think as you can see, no matter what's happening in Lebanon, I'm trying my best with my label company that uh, that everything's possible no matter what's happening in my country, even though For I'm sure. Lebanese and opportunities are so short right now, no work, nothing we should keep going we should keep our head high definitely wow your and label yeah. is based in uh, new york right yes exactly yeah uh so how how did you get to them um first of all i was actually posting a lot of covers four months ago because i started realizing that i wanted to do this my career so maybe i should go deeper into it you know and so um, I started doing live um, live videos on Instagram with people that could help with my exposure, such as Big Hass. And he asked me a question regarding my music. And he was like, what do you think you want to do with your music? Do you think you want to do it seriously or do you want to take it as a hobby? And I said to myself, no, I want to make this my career. But I think it's going to have a lot of, I think I'm going to have to work so hard because right now I don't have a label I don't have that many followers. I don't have the experience yet. I mean, there's so many things to learn. And then unexpectedly, and all of a sudden, um, I guess a week after doing this live video with him, uh, White Kid Records talks to me, DMs me on Instagram, saying that they've been following my progress. They've been seeing, they've been listening to my, you know, my covers on Instagram, and they've been watching my live videos. And they said, you know, you know, I'm in, we're interested. So are you? And of course, many people are going to come and say, look, you have to be careful. Labels could bring you down. Labels, you can't always trust labels and stuff. So I said to myself, you know, let's keep it private for now. Let me do what I have to do. Let's try to meet on Zoom meetings just like that. And so we started calling each other. He was checking my music. I was checking their work they showed me their type of music and lyrics and where they actually visionize the, um, where they want actually to, to put me, you know. How many artists do they have signed? I'm not very sure, but I guess they just have one, one artist. Mm. It's not a very big label, but it's crazy how professional they are. Mm. I mean, you're going to see what's coming next. I'm very <laughs> excited for you to know what's coming next, especially yeah. that... It's only been four months with them and it's as if it's been a year with the followers, with the exposure, with the marketing, with the professionalism that they've been providing and 
the you know the confidence and also the faith and how much they believe in me no matter how short the time was for me to get to know them and start working with them it's amazing so so they just dm'd me and we started you know working together and then khalas i think i i trusted them sometimes i'm sorry i might say some no uh, Lebanese words like khalas don't worry about <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um they sent me a song they told me look try this song which is deeper me which is the my first single that i dropped and i loved it my mom loved it my sister loved it my family loved it and we're like you know what go to the studio and just record it and there's something very amazing about it is that people think that my manager or my or there's at least one person in the label company that is here in Lebanon but let me tell you that no one is in Lebanon everything is happening oh. on video calls and zoom and we transfers and I have to communicate by phone or via email or that's something that's not easy especially um with uh, with Lebanon's situation for sure i mean sounds like your work with the label changed your your whole perspective about music i mean could you go into detail about like what 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 you've been through in the last four months yes exactly i needed it first of all i i just look at my mom which is the person i look up to mostly and i just see that after everything that she went through with the explosion and losing friends and best friends during the explosion that she still gets up in the morning and she still has hope for a better tomorrow she works for her kids she works for her life it's not the end of the world as long as you're here and you're good then i guess you have to keep on going and this is what kept me as well going starting after the explosion to write my music but i haven't released anything yet um saying that this is what i want to do in life and especially not only because the situation in lebanon with the economic economic crisis sorry or the explosion or anything in that in that matter it's also that in lebanon it's very hard to have an exposure it's such a small country yet for you to have exposure abroad it's super difficult but i said to myself look if you just work on your instagram work on your covers get serious and work harder like every single day you plan your schedule and there should be at least like 5 hours of music then you can get somewhere and i think that this hard work has led me to meet this label which also changed my perspective changed my vision and gave me a lot more of confidence and hope i never had this much confidence especially taking pictures you have a photo shoot tomorrow you have a studio of 5 hours someone's going to film you i was like whoa whoa this is too much for me i i don't know how i'm supposed to react um such a beautiful experience a very overwhelming experience when you're not used to it for and sure. when you have people abroad helping you and when you want to make the best out of it so that it's worth it and to show them that the work that you are that you want to give is worth the effort that the label is giving me then uh, it's 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 hard <laughs> it's so hard <laughs> but it's beautiful i mean how grateful i am yeah you have a great outlook uh, it must be nice seeing all your hard work starting to pay off i mean you're still at the beginning but it looks like whatever you're doing is working Yes, I hope so too. With the effort of the label and what they're giving me, I mean the effort and hard work that they're doing, 
of course it's gonna go places because they push me even more and they motivate me to do my best I'm not used to taking these many pictures and doing interviews and but I'm getting used to it thanks to them Good question, by, by the way. Lebanese photographers to <laughs> I know. For example, having contacts in Lebanon and directly, I can go to the studio. That's amazing. Yeah. I asked myself the same question. <laughs> it turns out, I promise you, I was like, okay, you have studio tomorrow at Elia, at the Brain Studio. I was like, wait, I don't even know this place. How do you know this place? <laughs> but um, turns out the manager has been in Lebanon for so many years. Really? And yes. Yes, it's out of New York, and my manager, which is Daniel Korhov, you guys talked to him uh, uh, on, on my email. And um, so he's been to Lebanon, and he has a lot of exposures, which is amazing, which gives me a lot of opportunities and a lot of open doors. So he has a lot of contacts because he has been into the music industry and into, you know, the record labels and stuff since the beginning, like, I, I guess, 10 years ago or even more. And in the marketing also uh, industry. Yeah. So he had the contacts and I love his style. You know, I, I like the type of music he listens. I like the people he, um, let's say he, uh, um, let's say he stays with. Um, so I directly trusted him with the studio guy and the photo photographers. And also my mom, since she lives here, and she lived here all her life. She has contacts with photographers for her own work, which she's an interior architect. So she also takes pictures of her designs and stuff. And some photographers also took pictures of her designs. So there's also a communication and a link yeah. between every contact, which is amazing. And I trust him blindly. I'm With time, I'm trusting him even more. That's amazing. Yeah, for sure. Like having someone to take contact care of. Contact is everything. And having someone to like take for your everything, I mean, for your whole yes. like. I'm safe. At least I'm safe. I'm not like, uh, uh, I'm not like waiting for the label to tell me, okay, go and just check, uh, uh, search for me a photographer that's good enough. Because I have no idea. I'll do my researches. I don't mind. I can ask a lot of friends, but professional and the way he wants it for him to talk to them, trust them, me to trust them. I've, I'm very, very happy that he already had the numbers and contacts and that's amazing yeah you were talking earlier about like getting exposure and how hard it is in uh lebanon um being a small place and i guess that the thing that kind of made me think um about you trying to get exposure is maybe the fact that you chose to sing in english um exactly could you maybe go into that and like i mean you're, you're speaking arabic i guess at home um um actually or french i i speak french and i speak english home and sometimes arabic i mean my mom says shana you have to speak arabic you have to know how to speak properly arabic and i'm like mom it's so hard to speak arabic but really? i'm trying um of course i know how to read arabic i know how to speak arabic but the only thing is that we've been used to speaking french and english mostly french because I've been to a French school my whole life. They've been teaching us Arabic, yes, but the um, education 
and the way they used to communicate with us was only French, 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 and English. And they actually wanted to um, provide as many languages as possible, which is why I speak more French, uh, French fluently than um, Arabic. So I've been used to, yes, I've been used to singing French and English, mostly English. I don't know why, it just came, I guess, with time when I realized that I love to sing. I used to listen to English music, pop, yeah. Adele, Amy Winehouse, Michael Jackson, Alicia Keys. I never used to listen to, and still, I don't listen to um, Lebanese singers. I only listen to, for example, Fairuz, Majid Arroumi, um, Sabah, you know, mm -hmm. um, but... I guess this is this is because uh, because education took me to speaking French and English, which, which led me to singing English. It's fascinating, though. Do, can you get by with French like throughout Lebanon or only in Beirut? No, actually, um, uh, I would guess more in the north than in the south, right? Yes, let's say mostly in Beirut, where the city is uh, located, mostly there. But of course, of course, you find. In different places, in different cities in Lebanon, people speaking even Spanish, uh, English, Arabic. Really? Where where does the Spanish come from? Um, curiosity, I guess. We're all curious. <laughs> and we, we're very curious to know how to speak Spanish. That's the first thing you want to do. When I was wow. in class, I was like, you have to choose between German, uh, Italian, Spanish. All of us were like Spanish, Spanish. I don't know why. I don't know why all of us, we always want to, to learn Spanish. Maybe because it's the For the telenovelas, yeah. But still, when I was at school, I couldn't even learn. Like a year later, I forgot everything. I think we were so, so excited to learn this language. And then we just took it <laughs> not very seriously. <laughs> I think it's a must, though. Spanish is a very important language. So I started taking Spanish courses and I started also taking German course, uh, courses. Good luck with that. Just for me to have many languages as uh, <laughs> aside That's very cool now Germany yes. is like extremely tough so at least for me I don't know maybe maybe it's just like a it's very hard <laughs> yeah um, talking about Beirut I mean just reading some and like knowing about like French colonialism around like the Middle East um, I think that like at least the myth that I was raised on is that Beirut like back in the 70s, 70s and 80s was this sort of Paris of the Middle East, uh, with all of those little cafes and like jazz bars, uh, people like I have the mental image of people sitting with like a cigarette and like uh, one of these like coffee shops. Uh, yes. Throughout Beirut. Yes. I mean, is it still prominent? Um, could you still find it? And you know, I agree with you regarding the old Lebanon. It was they used to call it the most beautiful country in the world. And they wouldn't even ex exaggerate at all. It was the most beautiful country in the world. In my opinion, the, the happiness, um, you know, the, the love for Lebanon hasn't changed, actually. No matter what Lebanon has gone through, the love for this country keeps growing. It's as if we're unbeatable. We keep on rising again and rising again and rising again. Yes, we've been through so many things which made a lot of changes in Lebanon from the country physically. Like when you <laughs> see it, it's completely different. It's completely broken, destroyed. The people also are miserable. But 
there's also this side of Lebanon that won't change ever. It's, we just keep on, um, we keep this hope for you Lebanon. Persevere. And yes, by the way, after the explosion, for a month or maybe four months, I can't really recall, Lebanon has been a bit down uh, sad. It's as if the whole country, even itself, was hurt. But month later, now you go down to, to Badaro. It's a city where I live now, Madam Khayil, where the explosion happened. It's as if it's, it's live again, you know, it's alive. It's, there's the music, no more places and pubs. People are laughing, loving, um, living the life as much as they can because they're so hurt that they try to enjoy. Uh, so, yeah. Wow. There's something uh, beautiful about that. It's, uh, it's really scary. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the blast was uh, yeah. a major event. Massive. Yeah. Um, Especially when it's unexpected, you yeah. know, people during the war, they, they know and they knew that they would receive, you know, some bombs from like in, in an hour or something. We yeah, had yeah. no idea, no problems, nothing. Yeah. Just. Yeah. So your label is based in New York um, and you were talking about issues of, you know, uh, reaching a global market as a musician in Lebanon have you ever has it ever crossed your mind to like I don't know move to the states or uh to be closer to the to the label you know I'll just add like a small thing if I'm not mistaken I just saw that you had like for your new release like you had your portrait on was it on yes Times Time Square, Square. yeah wow yes. wow I didn't know that <laughs> I woke up this morning, my manager called me, he was like, I have a surprise for you. I'm like, tell me, Daniel, what's up? Don't <laughs> oh, so this is fresh it. news. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's fresh news for, for all of us, I guess. People were asking me, oh my God, Sean, I'm so happy for you. I'm like, I can't believe it. They're like, wait, did you just know about this? I'm like, yes, he just called me, showed me the video, and I couldn't even believe it, and I still can't believe it, that my cover was posted on Times Square, I mean, on a billboard. And it's been like, what, five months? I'm in the music industry with this label. That's incredible. They just motivate me. I'm, I'm telling you, I just really want to pinpoint on that. It's that they just push me so much. They motivate me every single day just by seeing the effort and the work that they do. I mean, how did you get me on Times Square? You know, How did you do it? If you, work hard, if you work that hard, I have to work that hard. I can't say to myself, you guys are working so hard. I'm not doing anything. I can't. I have to work as hard as them. So that's really nice because when you have a label or, you know, when you have a person, let's say it's an example, you have a person that comes to you and says, I'm going to read this book. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I'm going to travel and I have, an, I have ambitions. You say to yourself, I feel bad if I'm not doing anything. Me, my whole life, I've always, always, always kept in mind that I wanted to get up and have something to do. If I don't have something to do, then I'm going to find something to do. And that's amazing because you keep on growing and you keep on experiencing things, even though it doesn't work. So I know I went from a point to another, but just to show you that really when you work hard and you have ambition and when you love what you do and when you can see that your label loves what, what they do and they believe in you so much, then 
you can't be other than grateful for what's happening. So yes, the exposure has been very difficult at the beginning, but with the work of the label and the, yeah, the work of the label, what they're doing is keeping my marketing and my exposure outside Lebanon even bigger, which takes me or which leads me to, um, yes, I have been thinking of leaving, leaving Lebanon. Something very important is that my friends and myself, I said to myself that I would never, ever leave Lebanon because before I never said to myself that I would actually do music as a work, you know, as something very serious in my life. But um, which is why I said to myself, I'm going to stay in Lebanon. I'm going to find a job. I'm going to do volunteering. I'm going to go to volunteering companies and I'm going to help people. And I'm not going to abandon my country. But now I can't. It's, I have to think about myself. Here in Lebanon, you just love your country to the point where you can't think of yourself that much anymore. But now with my music, I can't go where I want to go and where I'm aiming to go if I stay in Lebanon. I want my exposure to be huge in Lebanon, but I want it also to, also to be very, very grand in New York, in Paris, in London, everywhere. And also, the, let's say the target market or the, the people, the audience that I want are not only from Lebanon. And the style of music in Lebanon isn't really my style because maybe it's more oriental style. There are some people that love my music, but I know that people will accept who I am more when I'm from abroad, you know? That actually leads me to like another question. Like, do you think of your music as Lebanese music? No, not at all. I think the picture that you can see on the billboard or the one that I posted on Instagram for my new release coming soon, I don't think that, I think that many people, because nowadays Lebanon has been very open-minded, not like before, before it was really closed-minded. It was very hard to, um, to show to people who you were, you know, you can't walk on the streets of Beirut and feel like, feel confident or feel, or feel 100% yourself. You can't. Why? But now it's getting better and better. I mean, it's just because, you know, people, it's not something that's super negative, but it's not like in New York, you can get out and just dress with a crop top and a shorts and stuff. You sometimes can feel a bit uncomfortable with every story that happens in Lebanon or because people can look at you. You have this mindset and you've been educated this way, unfortunately. But nowadays it's changing thanks to social media, to speeches, you know, to debates, to people in Lebanon um, speaking and raising awareness about things that aren't supposed to be happening, just like um, um, homosexuals or, you know, I'm just opening any subject that yeah. is, I think, forbidden in Lebanon and that is... Um, so yeah, you can't even talk about it in Lebanon. They are debating for us to be able to talk about it and to be free. So now, yes, Lebanon has been a bit more open-minded, which leads me to posting pictures like that, feeling more confident. And, and I don't mind posting these pictures, knowing that I have a lot of people in Lebanon supporting me or not. Um, Do you get some backlash from like friends, family, um, I, I only get positive that's great positive comments yes that's that's amazing uh, starting from my family to my friends to people I don't even know I go to places like I go to a party and then suddenly I see 
people coming to me, I'm very, very not used. I'm not used to this. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's me. That's Shana. And they're like, I love your music. We can relate. And this is what I want. This is what I want to give to people. I want them to relate to my music. I want them to feel something, whether it's the same story as, as mine or not. I just want them to feel something when they listen to my music. This is how I knew that I actually liked to sing. It's because people, when I used to sing when I was like 12 years old or 10 years old, would say, I've, I have goosebumps when, I, when you're singing. There's something wrong. Uh, I feel goosebumps. I feel happy. I feel emotional. I feel something different. And I was like, wow, how am I actually making these people feel these emotions there's something special so i started singing and well, it became a passion of mine and yeah that's how i kept on going that's super great so there's a a video on youtube of you uh dancing so are you also do you consider yourself a dancer also or yes yeah um i consider honestly without you know we get without speaking about myself in this uh, in in this way well that's the concept of the show though so you'll have to yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if people ask me who am i or what do i do in life what do i work i would say i'm a singer but i would also say i'm an artist because i'm not only professional in singing in the singing part i'm also a dancing a dance professional i've given dance courses two years ago wow. and uh, I've been doing dance since I'm very little my mom started uh, I went to do some ballet classes when I was like seven years old five years old seven years old I stopped uh, three to five years later I still regret stopping because it's something beautiful but thanks to my mom I love music I love to dance I have this you know, this love for everything that's related to music and uh, melody and groovy. And <laughs> did, you pursue, did you pursue music? Like, did you went to like uh, professional classes before that? Like, uh, how, how did it came, come about? Um, regarding singing, I yeah. never took singing. Uh, I never took singing lessons before last year. I took it with a very, very, very good teacher. Um, and then now I'm taking... with another teacher because my previous teacher traveled to Canada. Also reason because of Lebanon, everybody's leaving. Really? So now I'm taking courses with, um, uh, her name is Arax and she's such a professional teacher. She's been teaching to the most popular and known singers in Lebanon, Fairuz, Majid Arroumi. Wow. wow. Yes, it's amazing. Anyways, whatever I want to do, I wanted to do it perfectly. I want to go to the top. So if I can find a perfect uh, singing teacher, then I'm going to go for it. And for my dance um, lessons, yes. Ballet to hip hop to jazz to um, street dance um, to pop, hip hop. And, you know, and now I'm currently doing something, a style like jazz, mostly. Mostly jazz, heels. I'm trying to experience as much as I can because I love it. I love it. I mean, that's the time as well. Yeah. And during COVID with everything shut. I mean, you have the time on your hands to like experiment. experience and, uh, exactly. <laughs> it's probably been a while since you did a show, right? Because of COVID and all that. Were you, were you performing before COVID? Um, actually I've been performing, let's say 
um, as a hobby. Mm. I've been on stage uh, at Heartbeat. Heartbeat is an NGO. Mm. Uh, they actually organize concerts and events. And the money goes to hospitals, mostly the Heartbeat, uh, heartbeat Hospital. The money goes to people that, has, uh, that have, heartbeat, um, that have um, heart problems. Sorry. Mm. So I started, I actually started singing when I was 12 years old. I went to do an audition at school, you know, at school, you have uh, events, you have Missage Talon. Um, so I went and I auditioned and they said, okay, we'll see you next time. So I performed on stage. My friends had no idea that I used to sing this way or that I was that confident on stage, nor did I. I'm serious. I had no idea that I was that confident on stage or that I would feel so comfortable and so happy. So I went on stage and I sang my first song and then I I went to the next stage, which was the final stage, and I won first Whoa. place. Wow. It gave me so much confidence. At what age Not was only, this? Sorry, um, 14 years old. Wow. At 12 years old, I, I realized that I liked to sing. My sister told me, my family told me, my friends, but very few friends. I kept it to myself. And then at 14 <laughs> years old, they organized this event. And I said to myself, you're going to do it, Shana. Try it. Be confident. Go and sing in front of people. So that was my first performance, let's say. And then afterwards, uh, at 15 or 16 years old, I guess 16 years old, a friend of mine was a part of Heartbeat. And a huge concert. It's really not something very basic. It's a very huge concert in Lebanon, actually, um, compared to other countries. In Lebanon, three thousand people would come and would donate the money, Whoa. and would yeah, and would watch this event. So I said to myself, just try to contact someone that um, is a part of this event. My mom knew the pianist. So she gave, uh, she talked to him and he was like, sure, you know, normally they don't take young, uh, young um, students or kids to go and interview and be a part of this event, but just let her try. So I went and I interviewed and I sang in front of them and they loved it. Then a week ago, I received an acceptance and I've been a part of Heartbeat since then since now but because of covid we haven't been able to to do a performance or a concert this year because of the situation but usually we do that every year and the concert wow, yeah. is at least three hours of wow. dancers professional singer yes professional singers concert. professional dancers <laughs> it's amazing so i guess i have the i can say that i have the experience of being on stage maybe not that much and yeah. being the main singer because i wasn't always the main singer i was the back vocal singer uh -huh. And I was dancing with them or we would do a duet. But I'm very grateful that I got this experience and not say to myself, I've been, never been on stage. I could have stage frights. I still do stress a lot before <laughs> getting on stage. I think it's very human. I ask myself why, because every single time my sister comes to me and she's like, Sean, why are you so stressed? It's like <laughs> the 10th time you've been doing this concert. I'm like, yes, I don't know. I don't know why I'm feeling that way. But it's, <laughs> it's human nature for sure. Human nature. But then when you're on stage and you love what you do, then it just comes. Yeah, it all melts away. Yeah. Naturally, yes. Do you think, I mean, you can't really, it's just like a hypothetical question i guess do you think it'll be, it'll be different once you perform with your music like your stuff your song you mean um 
if I if I perform a cover or if I perform my own song, how exactly. do I feel? What's different? Yeah. Uh, very different. First of all, I still can't believe that I'm singing my own song <laughs> in such short time. It's like my song. People are playing my song. People are 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 coming to see me are coming to listen to my music. That's something amazing. For the performances of Heartbeat, yes, they used to come for our energy for because we used to sing really good and stuff, but they wouldn't come for a specific person. Right now, it's like there's my new single coming up and my album coming up. And when the concert is going to come up, I mean, it's going to be a dream. It's going to be something completely different. It's going to be... I think the most beautiful experience and stressful experience I'm going to experience. I can't tell you how different it, it is because I haven't experienced being on stage for my own music yet. I just performed something online for an event, yeah. AUB Outdoors. But other than that, I haven't. But hopefully it's coming soon. It's coming soon. <laughs> I'm very excited. With okay. time, let's be patient. Everything is coming very, very quickly. It's beautiful. It's extraordinary. But for the performances, I think it's okay if we take a bit of time. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, there's something good about it as well. Like it doesn't let you, like you can't reflect on it and just build the stress. I don't know. Sometimes when things happen quickly, it's just like, I have exactly. to work. Like I, I have no no time to think about it, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, everyone's different. So true. Can you share some of uh, some of the details about your new project, Single? I mean, now that it's been like, not really uncovered, but sort of portrayed. Sure, in a... exactly. Since it hasn't been really that uncovered, I'm going to talk about some details and some details I won't be able to talk about it. But um, it's something completely different when it comes to the style of music compared to Deeper Me. There's Deeper Me and there's the, ne the next song. It's some completely different styles. It's on purpose. It's done on purpose, actually, because Deeper Me was to show that, was to actually um, to express what I want to, um, what I want to say to my audience and who I am. And in what way do you think like, that reflects who you are as a person, Deeper Me? Deeper me, it's from the title, you, you know that you have to go deeper into your emotions. You have to love yourself in order to love others. You have to, you go through times and you go through moments where things are going to get difficult with people, with whether it's your family, with your loved ones, with your, um, with anyone in your life. It's just that you have to go deeper into the situation you have to go deeper into yourself if you don't know yourself then how are you going to be able to respect others that was kind of you know what i wanted to give and when i wanted to uh, to spread to the audience in my music for the next song is what i'm trying not to say the name i shouldn't say the name. <laughs> don't worry <laughs> max would yeah <laughs> you know when it comes you're like no no, no don't say it don't say it. um it's the same meaning same meaning, but more confident. The song is more pop, um, funky, dance, contemporary dance. It's like, um, Deeper Me, you can't really do like um, a fun dance choreography. Here for the next song, it's like you can dance your, 
you know (laughs) (laughs) so you're gonna show off your dance skills in the video i hope so there's something coming up as well so i'm very excited yes of course of course in my music when i talk about my music and in my singing um my singing career there's always going to be dancing in it always 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 i want to because for me art is not only singing it's uh, giving emotions with your music, with your voice, with your lyrics, with your dance skills, with everything, with the yeah. people around you, with what you what you talk about. It's about everything. Definitely, definitely. conveying an emotion. I think uh, dance is a is a great way of doing that. I agree. Um, so both of these singles are going to be incorporated in the same album. Yes, yes. It talks about it talks about loving yourself. Um, you know, in, on, my, on my post, I wrote getting over my fears, getting over all of the bad things people say. It's just because everyone has gone through bad um, friendship problems, like people talking at the back of other people, you know, um, having fears, having insecurities, feeling like you're not perfect, feeling like you're not worth it, you know? It's like, and I relate to it so much. That's why I'm so happy that they are able, my label and the songwriter, to express the way I'm feeling, the experiences I've had, you know, and also feelings that other people also get to experience yeah. or feel. So I, um, so yeah, it's, I'm, I can't wait. I, I really can't wait. I'm just so excited. <laughs> and I would love to know what you think about the song, because I think you guys and anyone would relate to it or would just think of a friend that can relate to it and would like to dance on it and still feel so confident so happy um love yourself no matter what other people think some people think you're not perfect but you think that you are it's such a beautiful message that's why i'm so excited we'd love to very exciting we'd love to once it's out i think you can also uh, i think you can also see that i my music i don't want it to be more I don't want it to be like about physical parts, you know, it's not what I want to, to give or to spread to my audience. What I want to spread is everything that comes from the heart. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm saying it, even though you haven't asked the question, because I think it's a very important me- message to anyone that is going to listen to the podcast. Um, loving yourself deep down and thinking that you are perfect no matter what other people think. Because as I said, here in Lebanon, maybe it's hard. Mm -hmm. We have more insecurities than other people in different countries. Um, Loving what you do and also respecting others' opinions, respecting others' personalities, respecting yourself. This is something that's so important, which is why I want my album to be this way. My album is not going to be about physical parts and na-na-na. It's going to be about dancing. It's about feeling yourself i'm i'm feeling myself you know (laughs) when you say physical parts do you mean like anti-materialistic or no i mean you know i'm i like this i'm gonna give you some examples Mm -hmm. i'm not judging i listen to these songs but i'm not uh i'm not actually taking examples for my songs the same way for example let's say Nicki minaj um Mm. Party so talking beat, about like physical you know, body parts and and that kind yes, of stuff. Or, Got it. Yes, it's not Sexuality, a problem. Sexuality. I mean, yeah. I would. I would. For example, we're on. Uh, we're in the process of also 
um, recording another song other than the one that's going to get released soon, which is also talking about dancing. And, you know, it's, of course, I'm going to talk about how emotions get physically and emotionally, but just in a different way, mm -hmm. in a way where people can relate more emotionally than physically. You know what I mean? Mm, very interesting. Um, yeah, for them to feel it deep down. Cool. So, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I saw uh, Deeper Me being referred to as New Age Pop in a lot of places. Can you talk about what that means? Honestly, uh, New Age Pop, yes, I've, I've read it also in articles. <laughs> I've been very happy when I read it. I was like, really? Oh my God, New Age Pop. <laughs> I think it's because my voice is, first of all, let's talk about the voice. My voice is not too high, mm -hmm. too much, you know, it's a very simple song, yet very meaningful, very powerful, and pop. People can dance on it. People can uh, sleep on it, let's say. People can vibe, can put this music, and I don't know, just chill out with friends. Or people can go and party. People can do TikTok. So it's, it's like, I think they feel different emotions of pop, pop genre. And the melody also is very, very different. It's... Um, how can I say? It's my voice is not too high. It just spreads emotions, but still leads to the pop style. I don't know mm -hmm. if you understand what I mean. That's why they're saying it's pop. For me, pop, it's like yeah. the song that's going to get released soon. Ah. Deeper me, new age pop. I think they mean it's like they feel like there's this style of pop, but it's also more emotional and it's more into a lower voice, lower, getting deeper into the lyrics more than the voice. I don't want them to focus only on my voice. I want them to feel, I want them to focus on everything. So interesting. Yeah. Cause I think yeah. also like deeper me, you talk about getting deeper uh, into yourself, yes. mindfulness, that kind of stuff. And that's, uh, exactly. it's very, uh, those are new age ideas. So I guess. It probably has to do with that too. Uh, actually, actually, I have also another uh, another explanation. My music video of Deeper Me is about, I don't know if you watched it, but I'm holding a phone, which is red for my cover, but I'm mostly holding a phone and also the guy is holding the phone. It's just to show that new age pop, we're actually relating to the actual current situation, modern situation that we're living in. Mm. We're stuck on our phone all we do is social media, Instagram, TikTok. We film ourselves sometimes alone, sometimes with people, but we don't get to see what's in front of us, the beauty of life in general, other than in pictures, because people actually get depressed or get sad because of everything that's happening on social media, whether it's bullying and, you know, so many bad and negativity vibes that happens in there. Yeah, That's also why a lot of fake. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Fake, fake, of course, fake pictures, fake. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not judging either. If people want to post something different, I respect it completely. Maybe this is their way of doing it. But what I wanted to say is that if I'm on my phone, I can't see that, for example, I'm taking the example of my music video, that this guy that I love is in front of me. I'm not enjoying moments with him. I'm enjoying it on my phone instead of taking my phone and enjoying these moments that I'm actually having with the person next to me. It shouldn't be only with a boy or anything. It should be with family, with, you know, you wake up in the morning, there's the, the beautiful weather, 
maybe we don't even realize that there's a beautiful weather because we're stuck on our phone, you know? I'm trying to, I'm trying to show them that nowadays with COVID, staying home, staying on the phone, everything that's social media, fakeness, negative vibes, or even positive ones, we still have to enjoy these moments together, which, whether it's on the phone or it's not on the phone. So new age pop, yes, I think because people, a lot of people can relate to phones, social media, having these problems of um, staying connected and yet not connected. You're so close yet so far to the person because you're not even connected physically or the eye meets eye. The eye doesn't meet, meet eye anymore. So, yeah. I mean, there's also a good side to it. I mean, the fact that you got your label by posting stuff on YouTube, by... The fact that we can do this podcast. <laughs> of course. <laughs> wasn't thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> if social media wasn't, wasn't here, what would I have? I wouldn't have been here with you guys doing this interview. Yeah, exactly. I mean, On so many <laughs> levels, yeah. Yes. No, of course. When I'm talking about the negative things, I'm just saying... Um, you have to enjoy both. You have to balance it. Yeah, you know, some people mind. don't balance yeah. it. Maybe they should to enjoy. It's like maybe an advice for them to enjoy life and to see what's in front of them. But of course, social media is something amazing. It helps so many people. I think people have started their career thanks to social media, YouTube. So yeah. For sure. Of course. Your name is Shana, but you spell it differently um, on Like, I, I, I was uh, sure you were about to talk about as, this. <laughs> as, as an artist, um, you're, I mean, I'm not going to spell it out because people can see it on the episode title. Um, what's, is there anything behind it? Honestly, nothing behind the name. It's just that if you search my name in the normal, you know, yeah. if you write my name normally, you're going to find many other artists with their name Shana. We have been doing some researches about it before, of course, writing this difficult name. We said to ourselves first again, it's very difficult, trust me. I've, I've received phone calls. Shana, I love your music, but what's that name? Guys, <laughs> it's, it's quite difficult, but you know, I, I, I actually want to put this mindset. If people want to listen to my music, if people like my music, if they relate to my music, if they love who I am and they can again, relate to my personality and the way I want to spread my music, then I don't want to make it seem, um, I don't want to make it look like it's a bad way, but they would search for me, you know, they would just write, mm -hmm. I'm just going to say it, SS, and they could find my name. So it's not that difficult to find my name. You see what I mean? Yeah. Um, so first of all, I didn't want to keep it basic, Shana, because everyone because there are so many artists that are named Shana as well. So if they write my name, they won't find me at the beginning. But if they do find and they do search my current name, which is my artist's name, they would find directly my artist's name, which is something great. And I love it because it's artistic. It's like, shh, Shana. It's like, <laughs> it's With the different. periods and everything, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I'm going to say something which is quite funny. It's that people, people really come to me and they're like, Shana, you have to change your name. Or Shana, your, your name is so difficult. Or we love your name. And I love it, whether it's negative comments or positive comments, because it shows me that they're focusing on me, my music. You know, they've been searching for me. They've been searching on my music. And I'm sure it's going to get better with time. For sure. For sure. For sure. All right. So thank you so much, Shana, for being on, on the show. Thank you. Uh, it's, been a, it's been great, 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 great. That's all for this one. 
As always, this episode of 830 Somewhere was brought to you by Bassbase, your favorite international platform for music-related content. Thank you for listening. If you got this far, we would highly appreciate any kind of support, which is much needed, especially for an independent platform like ours. So don't forget to hit the subscribe button, leave a review, and follow us on social media where you can share your thoughts about all of our episodes. Big shout out to everyone behind this episode. Executive production by Max Gorin, Ben Sharoni, Yosha David, and Sophia Reiners. Engineering and post-production by Max Gorin. Hosting and editorial work by Ben Sharoni and Max Gorin. Booking by Sophia Reiners. Music and sound effects by Max Gorin and Hannes Schurig. Artwork by Yosha David. Coordination by David Guranaste. Hope you've enjoyed your flight. See you soon, somewhere at 8.30.